you're going to find out that you don't have to be the best at everything to get value out of something. I came into a lot of things in my mid-20s with a, if I can't be the best, what the fuck is the point of doing it? And that's actually a really bullshit way of living your life. You can do stuff and get a lot of value out of things and be mediocre or be slightly above average. And that's that's where the whole master of some comes from. You know, you can be a jack of all trades and be a master of some. And you could you can master three, four things in your lifetime. You don't really have a lot to show for it and and be this kind of polymath. Boom, which is a whole other thing that we could talk about. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Master of Some podcast. It's a play on the age-old saying, jack of all trades, master of, and yeah, you get it. You're smart, and that's why we should be a good fit. I'd like to say I'm a master of a few things as well as Phil, who I'll get into in a second. This podcast is a new journey where we dive deep into the world of fitness and health and how it relates to everyday life. We, meaning my good friend and co-host Phil Cross. Fitness, health, and nutrition have become our foundation for life, and we're on a quest to preach the gospel of what we've learned, experienced, and are learning to anyone out there that wants to listen. Phil and I want this to be a two-way conversation, so please make sure to subscribe, rate, and comment, and hit us up on all the social media platforms with any questions, comments, or whatever you might have. We want to hear it all. Oh, and tell a friend about this. Flick them a link, because if we are a good fit, I promise you will get value out of this. I'll stop my babbling so we can get into it. All right, we're here. Master of Some, episode zero unofficially, episode one on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your, your podcast, your whatever podcatchers you have. Right now, you're hearing the sounds of Darren Lake myself and we've got phil cross hello he's obviously english i'm obviously american we met via my girlfriend and the fact that you are a frugal dude and she was flicking out some free stuff on bicycle market which is a <laughs> a huge marketplace on facebook we, we met via me being a cheapskate a cheap yeah, cheap, a cheap, no, cheap northern englishman frugal i am i am the frugalist <laughs> <laughs> i am the most frugal also and borderline cheap and yeah she was um just giving away some free stuff and you picked it up and i remember i went oh that dude's cool and then she ended up riding with you couple times with the the triathlon group that she was a part of and she said uh, phil you know you were coaching that group she said phil ran it very well he was very vocal very clear and (laughs) i went this dude's cool and we finally got to meet and we ended up talking the whole damn wedding which was kind of cool and kind of rude but kind of disrespectful yeah yeah. but whatever (laughs) that's how we roll so, so yeah, this, this podcast, um, as I told you early on, it's about a lot of different shit, but it all comes back down to the core, which is fitness and health. And it's basically a big meta analogy of sorts of how we live our life, the ethos and fundamentals and philosophies that we have. And they all can basically be related to training for an event or doing an event or, you know, going through an event that that has an endurance element to it, an active athletic 
competitive type element to it. Yeah. Well, I think with a with an awareness and a um, an understanding that any athletic endeavor that we go through doesn't happen in a vacuum. It doesn't happen in isolation. It happens as part of as part of life, um, and that you know how we live, uh, the the beliefs we hold, the attitudes we hold, the relationships we have, all, all all play heavily into into our into our performance as well from an athletic standpoint. So it's uh, it's going to go in some going to go in some interesting directions. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, mate. Yeah, same and. Funny enough, you know, we, we, this first episode is about goal setting or as I like to say, objective setting, but the way everyone lives their life and the way that the the people that we look up to and the people that, you know, we strive to be, they all set proper objectives. They're, they're clear in their objectives. They're also, you know, very scheduled and, and plan focused and oriented and it's not magic, you know, like a lot of people, it's not the secret. Yeah, they <laughs> they they look at successful people and go, oh, you got lucky, et cetera, et cetera. And if you're listening, if you're hanging on to this, I'm pretty sure you don't fully subscribe to that. You know that there is there's a bit more grit and and you know elbow grease that goes into being successful. And it really is the day in and day out. It's the Tuesdays, it's the Wednesdays, it's the yep. 10 AMs. It's not the awesome Saturday parties. It's that's an analogy by the way. It it is it is just waking up doing the same thing day in and day out and really knowing what you're doing and why you're doing it and having a strong why, which we'll get to. But before we we jump into goal setting, because this is a podcast about objective goal setting, but this first podcast is about objective goal setting which becomes super meta like an exhibit <laughs> meme and it's, it's meta on meta it's meta on meta and then learning there's the meta side of learning yeah and goal setting being a being a meta skill and you know anything anything you want to strive towards anything you want to achieve any objectives or or or, or you know ambitions you have in life uh, systems, processes, uh, and, a, and a strong ethos around setting goals, keeping yourself accountable and following up is, is going to be fundamental to, to making that happen. So um, going back to the, the theme of master of some or one of the themes of master of some, if you're trying to master something, then th- this, is a, this is a foundational skill. It's a meta skill that applies across all areas of life. So, yep, it's meta on meta on meta with a side of meta. <laughs> it's, I just keep thinking of exhibit memes. It's like, yo, dog, I heard you like meta. When Saja meta, so I'm going to give you some meta. I, I just ruined it. I actually, if this was a video, I would, you know, put it up on the screen right now. And yeah, then, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd get my exhibit meme maker. So, yeah, so Phil, Phil Cross, actually, a little bit of background for him. You're going to find out probably a lot from us if you hang on to this journey. Our goal is to do 10 episodes, yep. and then if we don't hate each other afterwards, we'll go from there. So, yep. you know, we have an objective of, of a quantifiable objective of 10 episodes. With no knife fights. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, Phil Cross is obviously originally from England, the London town, as Americans like to say. I know London is a city, but stupid Americans, let us be stupid. <laughs> we have no ge- geographical yeah. sense. He made his way here uh, about the same time as me. Six years ago, he has an endurance athletic background, huge. This dude finished in the mid-nine hours in an Ironman. If you've never done an Ironman, that's actually extremely fast. My fastest was uh, 10.45, 10.51 officially. 
1045 unofficial. So Phil Cross is a better endurance athlete than me. I, I give props where they're due. I'm gonna I'm gonna argue modestly on that one, <laughs> but we'll we'll save that for now. You go you go long and hard, much much better than me. Phil is also a development, performance, and technology coach on the mindset side of things. Again, we'll get deep into this, but I just had to give you a you know a bit of top line to let you know who we are, because you might be like, who the fuck are you? You know, and, and it's cool. You know, we we've achieved some cool things in, in life and we like to share that with you. We're trying to achieve a whole lot more. So, yeah, if you keep listening, you'll you'll find out more. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Darren Lake, ARIA award winning uh, musician, um, producer, um, general audiophile. All of the uh, the fancy podcasting equipment we're recording on now is uh, is, is his marvelous setup. Um deep thinker on culture, technology, um, and society in general. I, you know, one of the reasons we're doing this is because every time we get together, it, it, the, the conversation is just endless and seems to flow. So I think, I think, you know, that speaks to that speaks to a lot of the interesting ideas this man has. Um, and uh, and a killer endurance athlete himself. You know, started uh, more on the kind of basketball and and, and track side of things, um, like at college, and then uh, you know, I'm going to say graduated to endurance sport because of my personal bias um but yeah man it's uh it's uh, it's gonna be a fun ride all right phil so give me a bit of the background on how you view goal setting sure we've already touched on goal setting being a being a meta skill a skill that applies across um many aspects of life and i think there's a there's a stat I like that comes from comes from uh, the Tony Robbins Research Institute. Um, I'm not sure how how well this stat was validated um, <laughs> or the accuracy of the actual number, but I, I really like the sentiment, so I'm going to spout it anyway. Ninety five percent of people out there are attentional, so they will they will drift through life paying attention to whatever is um, cropping up for them at any given moment. Um, not really choosing, not really choosing where to go, what to do, and and these are the people that find themselves in, you know, jobs that they didn't necessarily pick, with partners that they didn't necessarily select, um, doing things that they don't really like. The other five percent are intentional. They set a direction, they set course, and they they know where they want to go, and they set systems and processes um, in order to in order to get there. So that's a kind of why of goal setting and the intentionality and the setting course as opposed to being attentional to uh, to the world. Um, there's also, you know, an aspect of setting a setting a powerful why behind uh, between behind your goals. I think a lot of people don't really dig into their motivation to. Com- uh, to create compelling goals for themselves you know they 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 set something to do and I, I see this with some of the athletes i coach quite a lot they'll sign up to a ro- race um because of well fomo you know a bunch of other people are doing it so they'll do it themselves and then they wonder why they're not motivated to get out of bed in the morning and do the training and uh, and do the work and that's because well they didn't think about why so some very simple techniques in terms of uh, what you can do to draw out your why. Um, one I really like, uh, I think originally came from the Toyota Research Institute in Japan, but the five whys technique. So 
um, asking yourself in a pedantic fashion, like a child, uh, why five times? So I, I, I could hear it. It's like why? Yeah, why? Yeah, why? <laughs> why do you want to do an Iron Man? Well, I, I want to finish. Okay, well, why, why do you want to finish? Well, you know, if I finish, it says something about me. You know, as an athlete. Okay, what? You know, why is that important? Because, I, you know, I want to be. I want to be tough and usually if you dig deep enough it all gets down to love it's like I want to be loved <laughs> I want to be loved by everyone <laughs> isn't but, this uh, the pyramid um, Maslow's uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs yeah well, I guess it could play into it a little bit but yeah it, it's just it, it's getting to a compelling reason for people or finding out there's no compelling reason and uh, and chucking the goal you know, if if you it if you start chucking, like getting abandoned, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, just, yeah. just sorry, there, uh, there might be a couple of American listeners that yeah, all good. What yeah. the fuck does chuck mean? Did we chuck the goal? No, <laughs> uh, just just abandoning the goal. Like you know, if it's if it's not compelling to you, then then why why do it? So yeah, um, and then uh, you know, there's a lot we could say on this. There's um, the setting setting goals and and being aware of the difference between behavioral goals versus outcome goals um and i think if people take nothing else away from this the the difference here is absolutely key so a behavioral goal um is something you control it's something you can do every day and this comes down to the fundamental realization that the only thing we control as human beings is what we think what we feel what we say and what we do everything else is ostensibly out of our control so What's an example of a behavioral goal? Like a quick so, example goal. Yeah, for sure. So a behavioral goal could be um, I'm going to make sure I um, attend all my training sessions in a particular week or I'm going to make sure my nutrition looks like looks a certain way or I'm going to make sure I do my foam rolling and stretching every night. So mm-hmm. those are behavioral goals. Those are something that are you know, bar illness and injury and things like that. Those are, those are things that are within your power to do. Mm-hmm. Um, an outcome goal is... Um, sometimes not in your power. So I want to go sub 10 on an Ironman. Okay, great. You you can maximize your chances of doing that with behavioral goals. And, and I'm not saying don't have outcome goals, but be aware that you don't always control them. So the weather, the the conditions, uh, you know, mechanical on the bike, these are all things that can derail that. And through no fault of your own, you won't have achieved it, but you'll have put in the work, you'll have put in the the hours, you'll have exhibited the kind of uh behaviors and 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 character it takes to 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 get there and i think that in and of itself is worthy of worthy of celebrating and acknowledging i see a lot of people hanging a lot on outcome goals that they don't control and causing themselves a lot of stress and anxiety um, when they don't uh, materialize another great example is you know if you want to get uh, this is health and fitness but if you want to say get a get a promotion at work that's not in your power to control that's the, that's in you know your boss or decision makers uh hands whether whether you get that promotion or not so you can do all the right things you can you can work your ass off but um if you're hanging everything and you're hanging your self-worth and um and and your um you know your 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 belief that you're a worthy human being um on the fact that you achieve or don't achieve that goal then uh that's probably not the most psychologically healthy thing going forward so uh, those are some of the core tenets it's it's the it's the why it's the 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 kind of how you view the goal the lens through which you view it um and then uh, i think something we could dig into and i know you've got some thoughts on this darren the this kind of systems and processes to keep yourself um keep yourself accountable and, and keep yourself um on track to 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 achieving it thank you 
That was very thorough and it was clear. thorough. There was a lot of detail there, right? No, that's 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 what this is about. It's the master of some. Like we're trying to, you know, we're we're jack of all trades and master of some. We are not a master of none. There's a there's a few things that I know I've mastered in my life, and there's a few more that I want to master. I'm not trying to be the master of one. I'm trying to be the master of a couple things. Of some. You know? So, Darren, tell me a little bit about your goal-setting ethos. Goal-setting is the ubiquitous term. Everyone knows what it means. I actually personally like to say objective-setting. The reason being is because an objective is the umbrella. The objective is the the first-order hierarchy, I guess, um, in Tim Ferriss' talk. Tim Ferriss speech, which you will hear a lot of reference to Tim Ferriss through the next 10 episodes. Oh, yeah. So I look at an objective as I I try to, and it's not always possible, but I try to come up with a one or two sentence quantifiable statement. And an example would be, so in four or five days, I'm doing a triathlon. And I would like to better my Olympic distance triathlon time from two years ago by 3%. That's that's actually, I try to make it as simple as fucking possible. Yep. That is the objective. Now, I then work backwards from there. So that's my, if I was writing a story, that would be my conclusion or my end of story, my fairy tale ending, whatever. And then I work backwards and I go, cool. So I've got, what, 12 weeks ago, I started training for this proper, you know, intensity training. I said, all right, what are my milestones? Every month I need to hit a certain time trial. So obviously triathlon is swim, bike, run. So in the swim, I said, I need to do a sub nine minute, 500 meter time trial, which today I finally did it, 8.57. Oh, congratulations. Yes, but I also swim very little. The goal is to swim the least. So I'm a, I'm a very much uh, less is more person, be more with less. And the goal was to swim the least amount possible and get faster because swimming, if you do triathlon, you know, it's anywhere from 13 to 16% time duration wise in a triathlon. So I actually try to mimic my training around how much time I do in the race. Again, working backwards. Next, it was the bike and my goal based on my FTP, which, you know, most people that listen to this that are hanging on know FTP is your functional threshold power. It's basically the amount of power you could sustain if you did a 60 minute time trial race so flogging yourself going all out 60 minutes and uh i want to hold 95 percent of my ftp which would be about 270 280 watts ish for an hour which is pretty fucking epic and i did that in my training and then the next goal is to do a about a 40 41 minute 10k in my head i want to do faster than that but i'm telling everyone publicly that i want to do a 40 41 minute 10k which is the run part, and all my training mimics that. So every month I do some sort of time trial. That is my milestone, and then every week are my goals, and then I have even daily goals. It becomes micro goals. So every day I have the same exact, you know, oh, sorry, every day of the week I usually follow the same structure. There you have it. Many goals equal one milestone. Many milestones equal an objective. So that's the modular form of it. So there, there we go. We got the vocabulary kind of sorted. So I'm going to refer to goal setting as objective setting, but it's basically objectives are just a whole bunch of goals. Now, I feel without proper objective setting, we are just going on feelings. And a great example of this is a few people that I know, they start 
training or they, you know, they finish training, or whatever, and they go, I feel stronger or I felt stronger last year. And I go, cool, have you done a time trial? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. I'm like, well, what's your FTP? And, oh, well, I just feel, well, your feelings are fucking bullshit. Like, your feelings are absolute <laughs> bullshit. Yep. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm, I'm going to bring it back. You know, Darren likes to get hyped. Yes, I talked about myself in the third person. I do that because I'm slightly crazy. But my, my issue with the feelings is that everyone feels a certain way and the data and the analytics and, the, you know, it's not science, but it is kind of science, will tell you. And most people, if you do a fucking time trial, beginning of the season, middle of the season, end of the season, you're always within 3 to 5% of where you were, plus or minus. Yep. So you actually haven't gotten slower. Like, 5% is a sh- It looks like a shitload, but that's actually not that much. Like, nope. And that could be, what were you saying? That could be you not being fresh that day. That oh. could be a host of a lot of things. You just having a good day. It could be the wind behind you because... Temperature, hydration. Exactly. So the sleep you had. So if you're time trialing and you, you know you're not losing more than, I, I, if you go more than five percent, you get an eight percent loss or gains. Then something's wrong at that point. Like either you had a really really good day, which means you you have been actually undertraining, or you had a really shitty day, which means you should actually look at what's happening. And that again falls into milestones. So your feelings they they just get wiped out. I also personally think objectives should be quantifiable based on a few things. One, previous experience. So when you come up with your objective, that's kind of the story, the ending of a story. You should base it off of what you did before or something close to it. So I've done a few Olympic distance triathlons. Before I did Olympic, I did a sprint. Before I did sprint, I did duathlons. Before I did duathlons, I ran a half marathon. I ran a 10K. Like I base all my times off of kind of sort of what I've done. And... You should also base it a bit off ambition. You should be slightly ambitious. What's that saying? The saying is if you can achieve it easily, then it's not a worthy goal. It's, it's yeah. too easy of a goal. If you're, if you're getting your objective, if you're hitting your objective, you're hitting your milestones and your goals too easy, then it wasn't ambitious enough. Or on the back end, if you're never achieving your goals on your, you know, your daily, weekly, mile, and, and then your monthly milestones, then it actually was too ambitious. So... You want to be in the point where I, I feel like it's it's a 50-50. Like every yep. every other race you get it, the next race you don't. Yep. Because then you're really pushing yourself. If you make it too easy, it's it's not fun. It's like it's like games. If the game's too easy, it's not fun. If it's too hard, it's not fun. You got to find that middle area where it's kind of kind of easy and kind of hard. Yeah, you know? it's the same thing with a, a sparring partner or somebody you play any any sport competitively against. If you trounce them every single time it's no fun for you and it becomes no fun for them like <laughs> you you want to be like you say you want to win half the time lose half the time you want it to be a battle yeah exactly so so yeah so it's experience ambition a bit of research or in my case a lot of research and i know phil is big on research and you find out new tactics based on your research and your ambition new training methods etc cetera, etc cetera. and you know you, you lay down your schedule and your plan so that's that's where you get your quantifiable, you know, objective statement. I feel that's it's, it's all Darren. This is all Darren logic right now. And you know, Phil, if you can add anything to that, yeah, I mean, Darren logic's good, man. The, a couple of things to kind of build on there, and to to use some kind of parlance from um, from the world of like agile and and software development. Oh yeah, I know this <laughs> very well because we just need to throw this in. But <laughs> but the idea of leading and lagging indicators, 
so a leading indicator is something you can measure now which indicates the your chances of of succeeding or chances of achieving your your lagging indicator so a leading indicator might be um increases in your uh, in your ftp so if you're testing your ftp on a on a on a monthly basis and you're seeing improvements that's a leading indicator that during your race you'll be able to achieve your um your power goal so you know, if you if you know you uh, you know your wattage, and you know for an Ironman you want to race at 200 and 230 watts for for the Ironman bike leg. Jesus, who's doing that? I do that. I do oh that. wait, you weigh more than me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, what, what's per kilo, man? I'm 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 I'm, I'm big dude. Um, well, I'm not that big, but. Um, but the 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 lag the leading indicator there would be would be your in, increases in FTP on a monthly basis. So exactly what you said. It's like, are you have you got something quantifiable that isn't just I feel stronger that you can test and measure on a on a monthly basis? Um, I also wanted to offer up uh, another another model around goals being well formed. So this is based on um, on the on the work of kind of Michael Michael Hall, who's one of the the, the pioneers of neurolinguistic programming and. He's got a, a system for kind of um, helping to set goals called the well-formed outcome. Um, the well-formed outcome is a bit of a beast, and and it's it's a it's a lot of questions. And if you really want to dig into the you know the the, the whys and the hows of a goal, it, it's a it's a fantastic me- methodology. If you just throw that on the internet, you'll you'll find it. But the uh, the power model um, is uh, is a is a simplified version of that that I think we can we can dig into real briefly here. So power um, p stands for positively expressed so is your goal positively expressed so instead of i don't want to suck at the race it's i want to kill the race you know it, instead of i don't want to pass the test it's i want to I, I don't want to fail the test it's i want to pass the test so it's a positively expressed goal it's towards motivation not away from motivation this that i, I call that playing to win so michael jordan i'm going to go to basketball analogies and kind of dumb it down michael jordan he said every shot he took, he knew it was going in. Yep. So if you guys want to know with basketball, if you don't know about basketball, shooting 45% from the field is is pretty good. 50%, you're like an elite. I think the, the best field goal percentage, which is just shooting anywhere, is like 55%. Shooting above 30% from the three-point line is phenomenal. That means that mo- the best shooters are missing more than they're making it. Yep. But Michael Jordan said every time the ball left my hand, it was fucking going in. Like, it was already going in his head. Yeah. So he was playing to win. And then I tell people, I'm always telling myself this. I actually told you this earlier today. I was like, I am not. Actually, I didn't tell you this. I told my girlfriend this. <laughs> I said. I'm glad that you, you're confusing me with Nadia. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> I said, I am not. Sorry, I am playing to win. I'm not playing not to lose. Yeah. Which, when you play not to lose, it's hard to explain this, but when you play not to lose, you're thinking of ways of how to mitigate and and make sure that you don't fail the worst. Like, and it actually, you, you stop taking the big risks. Yep. And you don't take the big shots and you're scared and you're trembling when you shoot the ball. Yep. And therefore, your chances are going to go down versus having that, like, I'm going to fucking crush this shit feeling. Yep. And emotion, and then you end up performing because your brain is, is a direct, you know, indicator, a direct influencer of your body. 
And this is a whole nother discussion. We might go down the rabbit hole of this for a, a, a later date. Oh, we, we we will indeed. But that that mind body connection, that that uh, you know, your focus, your language, and your physiology all being congruent to achieving, you know, putting yourself in a peak state to achieve something is is definitely something we can get into. But mate, I couldn't have said it better myself. And Michael Jordan's cooler than Michael Hall. Sorry, Michael Hall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening. So the second element there is O, um, and that's outcome. Do you own the outcome? Do you have control over achieving the goal or not achieving the goal? Is it dependent on somebody else doing something? So that's O. Um, W is what? So what does success look like? This goes back to a lot of what you were saying, Darren, which is, you know, do you have quantifiable metrics and measures? Do you have a success criteria for what the goal looks like when you achieve it? Will you know success when it, uh, when it comes or doesn't? Um, e, and this is the one... <sighs> people I think just just uh, don't pay enough attention to, but is ecology. So does the goal sit within um, the context of your life um, well? Will trying to achieve this goal destroy your relationships? Will it cause you to lose your job? <laughs> like, I, I'm speaking to you, Ironman athletes. Like, a lot of people don't realize the commitment that some of their goals um, legitimately take and... and get real with themselves about the sacrifices that are required for other parts of their lives. And if you're cool with that, that that's awesome. If there are no sacrifices, that's awesome. But if there are real sacrifices and you're honest with yourself about that, then that's something you very much need to take into account. Um, and the last one are, is just resources. You know, do you have the resources to achieve this goal? If, if, you know, if it's going to take $20,000 worth of investment in, in tests and training and learning and whatever to, to achieve it, and you, and you don't have two cents to rub together, then probably find a new goal. So the, just going through that model is a really nice way of kind of checking in with yourself that, that it's going to work for you in the context of your life. All right, we're moving on to the one of the last segments, which is my favorite, where I'll play red team. And I'm going to be an asshole. I'm going to be the antagonistic dickhead that listens to this podcast and just starts hating. H-hating. Just hating. <laughs> just, just throwing shade at everything right now. Yeah. And... You we know, know that, you're out there. We see you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. You know, haters are motivators, so yeah. it's all good. But the first thing, you know, most people would say is objective setting is too hard. How do I keep motivated to keep objective setting? Which is counterproductive, but I've heard this from people. What, what yeah. would be your answer to that? Well, I mean, what's your experience with it? Have you tried it? Like, like how much experience have you had with objective setting? What what came up for you that made it hard? I like that. I like that. All right, here's another one. Why do I need to track all of this shit? I I I hate the metrics. I hate the analytics. I hate technology. It's too much. It takes the fun out of things. It's not natural. Okay, if it's not natural, you know, how's not tracking it working out for you? <laughs> if chances are chances are anyone who's looking to 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 set a goal or reset a goal for something they want to achieve if they're resetting a goal that means they didn't achieve it the first time so if they didn't achieve it through not looking at data not tracking anything not not keeping themselves accountable and looking at measures and metrics then okay like how did that work out for you maybe it's time to time to try something different i i'm, I'm not the i'm not like the real hater i'm just no uh, no no you, no, you're no speaking man, I, so like 
like harshly at I'm me just right projecting now. real hair on you. <laughs> but 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 you know uh, the um, if it if it means and I guess the cost benefit analysis there is if it genuinely sucks the fun out of something for you how does achieving the goal stack up against the 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 enjoyment of the journey for getting there is the is the end is the end result more important to you than the fun of the journey if the fun of the journey is why you're doing it then don't track anything fuck it <laughs> you know just 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 do the activity have fun and and rock on you do you phil cross everyone that that right there <laughs> i have nothing to add to that that's exactly what what i think i'm actually going to say my my kind of rebuttals to the hater to myself uh, after this. So this, this is kind of one of the last ones. I'm not an organized person. This all seems too much and I'll get frustrated with all the particulars early on. Yeah. Uh, uh, like what? Like that's, that's kind of like, is that, that fall under the, the other one? Yeah. It's what's more frustrating is, is, is the, the not achieving the goal again. If, if it's, if it's a resetting of the goal, if they frustrated themselves with this before, is it, is it more frustrating to, 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 to not achieve the goal or is it or is it more frustrating to perhaps do something that's unnatural or, or not palatable most people get frustrated with not hitting the metrics and i think the frames and the beliefs and 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 the um you know the lens through which they they look at maybe not hitting a, a benchmark or not improving month on month um is is problematic to a lot of people achieving the goal you know i see a lot of people not wanting to do say you know, a time trial, like a monthly time trial, because they don't feel fresh that month. It's like, dude, it's just a snapshot of where you are right now. It doesn't doesn't matter. You don't have to PB everything. But that's a that's a frame a lot of people carry through to this stuff. So um, it's not it's not just the measures and metrics, but having to think about what your beliefs and your frames around them are as well. That's interesting. That, you know, I, that's interesting that you don't have to PB. And I guess that goes back to my earlier comment on the whole like, oh, I felt like shit, and that could be 2% off. Like, you don't know because you didn't know what you did last month. Absolutely. So, you know, like you said, you don't have to be fresh. It's just hammer out the time trial, see if you're you're getting these these 1%, 2% gains, these incremental gains. I guess my, my whole, my rebuttal to this would be, like you said, if it's not, if it's not the fun that you want, but you like hitting those targets and those, those KPIs of sorts. Yeah then yeah you should be tracking this shit and you know we have all the technology like there's so many easy ways of doing it like you actually don't have to write in a notebook anymore you've got strava you got all those other i just i just use strava but there's garmin connect because you most likely have a garmin training there's peaks training peaks there's so many ways to do it so easy and you actually don't have to look at your data you can actually like kind of skim over it every every week or every two weeks and kind of look at the, the, the top line or the, the bullet points of things. So what what would you say this is kind of a an actionable task that could pivot to to our, our closing statement. What would you say are some actionable tasks to get someone that that's thinking about goal setting, objective setting, that wants to do it and doesn't know how to get started and or the hater out there, the shade thrower. Yeah, like that's just like fuck this shit. Like what's an actionable task? Um, firstly to the shade thrower and the hater, there's plenty of other podcasts. Good luck with yourself. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe and rate and comment though before yeah, you yeah. leave. Give us yeah. give us five stars on iTunes and yeah. then fuck off. <laughs> um <laughs> No, we love you all. Um the to the person who doesn't know who, uh, where to start and and who's maybe feeling a bit overwhelmed right now, um 
for me, I'd suggest with the the five whys just to get clear on your motivation about something you want to achieve. Have a have a session with yourself. Write down your goal. Ask yourself why as many times as it takes to get to you know five's just the ballpark figure but as many times as it takes to get to the edge of your map you know to 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 where you're like literally i can't think of another reason beyond this um and then is that compelling enough to 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 motivate you to 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 run hard at that goal and i think that's step number one um the systems and the processes there's a lot of different ways um people operate and 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 get motivated um find out what works for you you know some people are all or nothing you know they're they're abstainers they can you know they can't moderate themselves they're you know if i'm giving up chocolate there has to be no chocolate in the house whereas the other people are like you know i can have one square of chocolate kind of kind of people that that's for, me yeah i'm the i'm the i'm the no chocolate <laughs> in the house if i if i'm giving it up but what about 99% dark chocolate though yeah, that's why I don't give it up. It's like two <laughs> percent. It's got like two, sorry, two grams of like carbs in it, man. Oh, like, I don't. I don't give up chocolate. Chocolate's a health food. Yeah, good, good a, chocolate. Like yeah, the, the, the highest at ninety nine percent. Yeah. Exactly. By the way, you gotta tell me where the hell you got that from because I looked at my grocery store. They didn't have it. They had the okay. brand, but they didn't have that ninety nine percent. They had uh, seventy eight. I think was the highest. They, they sell it at the Harris Farm. Harris Farm. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. So, sorry, guys. That was a sad. Uh, yeah, rant. yeah. Side quality podcasting. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, just, just start there. Just start there, um, and then, and then, you know, if you don't know how you work, you don't know how best you operate, you don't know what motivates you. Experiment with stuff, um, and and the 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 fundamental quest question to ask yourself, you know, at your check ins is, how's that working for you? So how is your strategy that week working for you? Whatever your strategy is, whether it's numbers, whether it's feelings, whether it's whatever, like set yourself a goal that's motivating, have a weekly check-in for yourself, have some kind of measure of success for that week and ask yourself, how's that working? And you know what? If it's not, change your approach. So we're going to wrap that up. I'm feeling pretty good. How are you feeling about that one? I'm feeling great, man. That was that was some good conversation. I cool. like it. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've been talking about this for a while, so it's, it's nice to actually get one done. And we're going to be really transparent about everything. So this was a goal-setting, objective-setting episode, which is you know the foundation of who we are. And we're going to be really transparent about what we're trying to do with this. So this Master of Some podcast, we have 10 episodes. That's our goal. That's it. We're going to, you know, easy wins. Yep. And it's we have never done 10 episodes of a podcast together. So that alone is ambitious. But mm-hmm. rather than saying we're going to do this for the rest of our lives, that that's that's too ambitious because life happens. So we we want you to know about all the the shitty side of things. We want you to know that, you know, we're trying to grow this. And, and you can speak a bit more on that, Phil. Yeah, absolutely. So 10 episodes, that's the experiment. Um, you know, some of the throwing it back to the goal setting uh you know the goal setting frameworks we've got those uh we've got those leading indicators so we want to see um some growth in audience we want to see some positive engagement we're going to be looking at you know what you guys think of us in terms of rating and reviewing we we, at the end of the day we're not just doing this to hear ourselves talk we could sit here on our own and have a have a perfectly lovely conversation and and have a good old time and enjoy ourselves we want to add some value to the world we want to add some value to you guys and you know what if if that's not happening then um you know then then something's not working and we need to we need to hard pivot and do something else 
else. So um, feedback, ratings, reviews, comments, we're, we're hungry for it because that's how we're going to know if we're on track for, for our goal. Cool. Um, I, I'm actually going to just jump in and, you know, kind of speak out of turn here. So everyone out there, like we, we've got, you know, personal objectives. My personal objective is fitness related. Uh, obviously, I want to better my triathlon times, my running times. I'm going into the running season after this triathlon, which is our winter to summer in America, which is basically May to September. And I've got a couple of running goals that you'll find out about. I got some social goals that I want, obviously financial goals. I, I want to be financially independent, retire early, which is fire, which is a whole other conversation that I'm yep. excited to jump into. But with all of this, you're going to find out that you don't have to be the best at everything to get value out of something. I came into a lot of things in my mid-20s with a... If I can't be the best, what the fuck is the point of doing it? And that's actually a really bullshit way of living your life. You can do stuff and get a lot of value out of things and be mediocre or be slightly above average. And that's that's where the whole master of some comes from. You know, you can be a jack of all trades and be a master of some. And you could you can master three, four things in your lifetime, in your adult working lifetime, and and you know, really have a lot to show for it and and be this kind of polymath boom, which is a whole other thing that we could talk about. So we're going to, we're going to flick it out to, to you guys out there. The, 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 the thousands of listeners that are out there on the first episode, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to play to win, play to win, play not to lose. What are your goals out there? Like what, what are your blockers? I'd like to hear from you. Obviously this isn't a live podcast, so we can't get callers in, but you know, you can subscribe, you can rate, you can comment, hit us up on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever the hell you want, and tell us what you're trying to do. If you want to record something, um, your mobile phone has a has a voice recorder. Record something and upload it. You know, we love to play it if if it if it works and, and you know it really resonates with us. So yeah, let's keep this a two way conversation. Let's yep. do something that I haven't heard too many podcasts do. They're always one-way conversations. Let's hear from you motherfuckers out there. I I I, I cuss a lot or swear, as you say here. Um, How dare you? Sorry? How dare you? <laughs> so, yeah, if, if I offend you guys, I apologize, but that's who I am, and I, I, I have colorful language. So, yeah, do you have anything to add to that? No, but I agree, man. We, we're, you know, bringing our, bringing our authentic selves to this podcast. We're gonna fucking cuss from time to time, so that you know. sounded kind of forced. Like the it did, it did. It was like Sorry. you were trying to like, yeah, like, yeah, it, like, yeah, it did. Maybe because you have like a English accent, it's like fucking cuss, mate. That's exactly what I sound like. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that, I just busted out of Northern yeah. Territory <laughs> crocodile Dundee accent. I have no Where idea you? what that was. <laughs> it's not what my, it's not what my people sound like. Um, <laughs> um, no, no, I've, I've got nothing much to add to that. I, like you say, the two-way conversation is is where we want to take this. We want to hear from we want to hear from you. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, stay tuned for the next episode when that drops. We won't give you any expectations. <laughs> Soon, very shortly. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.
Thanks again for listening. And like we've been saying throughout, we really want this to be a two-way conversation. So please make sure to rate, subscribe, comment, hit us up on social media, throw questions at us, comments, show ideas, whatever you might have. Again, we, we want to hear it all. See or hear, <laughs> get it, you all on the second episode of Master of Some. Peace. Thank you.